episode is episode five, which means we are eight weeks away from my birthday. Um, of course, if you've listened to these episodes before, um, then you know that I'm, I'm working to get Ellen to wish me happy birthday. That's not the whole point of this. The whole point of this is, of course, to be a deep dive into the career and life of Ellen DeGeneres. And today we're going to be talking about Ellen's haircuts, her style, and all of the award shows she's hosted. So um, let's kick things off with doing what I promised I'd do for a few weeks now, which is if you rate and review this podcast on iTunes, then I'll, I'll feature your review on the podcast. So let's look at some of the reviews we got. We've gotten quite a few in the last couple weeks, so we'll get through them pretty quickly here. Uh, the first one came in on March 7th, and it's from L. Finney, and it just says, yes, and it's a five-star review. It says, I laughed, I cried, I cry laughed. Someone please hold a radio over their head that is blasting this podcast outside Ellen's window. I think that that sounds like, um, not, not like too much... Because if you have personal access to Ellen and she knows you already, then that maybe it's a funnier... Because it's a say-anything reference, so I'd do that if you already know. If you don't know her, then that's getting too close into stalking territory. Which brings me to our next review, which is Stalking Ellen. And it's also a five-star review. This came in from Steppy16 on March 10th. And it says, if you love stalking and learning more about amazing women, then you should listen to this. All right, we're already off to a good start. And it continues. Sarah dives into Ellen's life with enthusiasm and detail. The latest episode explores her love life and all the beautiful women she has dated. She's talking about episode four. It's a great listen when you want to tune out your office mates. I hope Ellen wishes her a happy birthday. Big old smiley face. You know, iTunes always asks, was this review helpful? And I think that review was very helpful. Next one. Best Ellenology podcast available. This comes from Chewbacca-dis. And it says, I had no idea how important Ellen was to my life. I took for granted that she's always been an important person and a known celebrity. Me too. I talked about this in the last episode. Then it continues. Really fun podcast. Ellen, please wish her a happy birthday. Then the next one is, I'm so dwelling, my eyes are welling. And this comes from Rob Calls Me Big Sexy. And this was also on March 10th. Every good podcast tells a good story is how it starts. Sarah Kennedy delivers a good story and then some with her in-depth analysis of the career of one of her idols, Ellen DeGeneres. If you love Ellen, comedy, TV history, and great transitional music sings, which love my funk guitar, then it keeps going, then this is your podcast. Also, Sarah does a sick Jeremy Piven impression. I give it 10 stars. Yeah, you're going to have to listen for my Jeremy Piven impression that was in episode 3 of this podcast. I think I've got another impression today. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Then the next one comes from Kate McKinnon, question mark. And it's, I'm vegan. Just kidding. I'm the Ellen. And it's a five-star review. This was also on March 10th. Here's the review. If you're a fan of the Ellen DeGeneres show, this podcast is for you. Sarah Kennedy breaks down the life and career of Ellen DeGeneres. And then, parenthetical, yes, she had a career before her talk show, in parenthetical, and is whip smart in the process. You guys, these are so nice. Thank you so much. Then we got another one from March 10th. Only 12 episodes is the title of it. And this comes from the Mike Hilton uh, all the way down in Phoenix, Arizona. With each episode of this podcast, I smile. I learn something new. I laugh. And I think about if these walls could talk too, which we talked about in episode one. I already find myself fearing for the end of my new favorite podcast, but I'll just have to savor the last eight episodes and hope we get to the Ellen slash friends connections. Um... Yeah, you guys, this is a pop-up podcast. We're only doing 12 episodes of this, one every week until my birthday, and then it's over. So do like Mike and savor. Savor these. 
And the last review I've got here comes from March 11th. That's 311. Uh, it's a five-star review, and it comes from John Bellancini, who we all know as the host of Small Screen Casualty. We talked about him in past podcasts, too. The title is Love This Podcast. He says, Sarah is delightful to listen to, and her admiration for the subject makes you excited for Ellen as well. You guys, these are such nice reviews, and I appreciate them so much. If you're out there and you're thinking, man, I wish Sarah would talk about me in her podcast, then let me rate and review this podcast, and I'll make sure you get heard. We've got eight more episodes, just like Mike said, so I'll make sure to read yours at the start. Um, But thank you to everybody who rated and reviewed this. It means a lot to me, and I'm so glad that you are enjoying everything. All right, you guys, there is so much to discuss today, so let's get started. All right, so our first segment today is all about Ellen's haircuts, because just like any amazing lesbian, she has some pretty awesome haircuts. And also because, you know, she's getting haircuts as the times are changing, she has a lot of really dated haircuts, too. Um, And I'm not immune to this. If you look at some pictures of me from a few years... Actually, just go ahead and look at pictures of me from the last few years, and you'll see that most of my haircuts match up with whatever Justin Bieber is doing at the time. Uh, Ellen has been in the public's eye for a lot longer than me, if you would even consider me in the public's eye. Um, I guess we're all in the... We're all in public since we all post our pictures on Facebook, but Ellen, bigger than Facebook. She's, she's really out there, and she has been for a long time, so... You can find um, the history of her haircuts all over the internet. Uh, one of my favorite articles I found comes from InStyle magazine. It's on InStyle.com. I'll put the link up on the Tumblr for the podcast, but it's wonderful. It's just called Ellen DeGeneres' Changing Looks, and it starts in 1989, and it ends as of 2017. The last picture in here is from the People's Choice Award this year. So in 1989, Ellen had what is described in the list as a frosted 80s bob. She has bangs and nice... It's about it's about the longest Ellen's hair gets, really. It gets to right about her shoulders with a little bit of a curl under, and then um, it's only shorter from there. Uh, so she had this when she was on the sitcom Open House, which we talked about in earlier episodes. Uh, in the picture they picked of hers, by the way, it's fantastic. She's wearing a bolo tie and a sweet vest that has flowers all over it. Primo Ellen style. So this is also how she looked in her first season on her show. And then as her show went on, she got a shorter haircut. The next picture on the list is from 1994. And this is definitely like a blown back look with some some real like mousse or gel in it. She's looking real, real 90s Ellen-y. Uh, then uh, the next picture is from when she... I love this. I love this idea of me just describing pictures to you guys. A picture is worth a thousand words, and I'm hoping it's just going to take up, you know, a couple minutes on the podcast. Um, so the next picture comes from when uh, she was out. So after she came out, she cut her hair much, much shorter, just kind of rocking the dew of the new her. And she kind of kept it that way off and on. It got a little bit longer throughout the rest of the 90s. And then finally, you get to, like old classic, I call it old classic Ellen, so it's not old, old Ellen with the long hair, and it's not current day Ellen. It's the Ellen that you might imagine in your head, where it's this kind of shag, sweeps out at the side, blonde hair with side bangs. Uh, She got that in 2003, uh, and this is while the Ellen show, her talk show, was really picking up steam, and also when Finding Nemo came out. So then from that that shaggy hairdo, it gets shorter and shorter from there. Now she's got this really cool little like spiky stuff in the front and little sides, and she goes back and forth on whether or not she's a sandy blonde or a, a platinum blonde. 
currently, as of 2017, at the People's Choice Awards, she has gone back to more of a sandy look. Ellen's haircuts are great. Um, they are, you know, cool hair. I mean, you know, what can you say? There, that's Ellen is is a, Ellen's a cool lady. I remember before I cut my hair short, my mom told me to look at the mom from the Partridge Family because that woman had had the same haircut for like 30, 40 years, and she said if you cut your hair short, that you're gonna get stuck with the same haircut for decades. And that is, you know, um, a trap that a lot of lesbians fall into, but not for me. I've uh, had my hair short, grown it long, had it short on the sides, had it even shorter on the sides, had it really, really long in the front, um, and now I'm kind of trying to grow it out again. Uh, but Ellen's kind of in the same thing. So even though she's had short hair since the mid-90s, it's been different styles of haircuts, and there's just a million different kinds of short hair, and it's neat to be able to explore all of them. If you are ever in California or if you're there right now, and you are looking to get Ellen's exact haircut, and I'm not even just saying like you could take in a picture and get it done like her, I mean from the exact lady, then there is an article on Ellen's website itself, so don't think that I'm going too deep into this. Ellen posted this herself the same way that Gwen Paltrow would post on Goop, uh, and she says the lady who cuts her and Porsche's hair, her name is Leah Giorno, that's L-E-A-J-O-U-R-N-O, and uh, you could go and get a haircut from her, take it a picture of Ellen, or just say, give me the Ellen, and then she'll have muscle memory and she'll give it to you. I would say out of all of Ellen's haircuts that I've seen, my personal favorite has got to be the 2003 shaggy kind of swoopy one. I just think that that's um, quintessential Ellen. One time I played Ellen in a stand-up show and I had to get a wig, and the wig I got is around that era's blonde Ellen hair wig. So that's Ellen's haircuts. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, which one's your favorite? Let me know on Twitter. We are at Dwellin' on Ellen on Twitter, so tell me which one's yours. Attach a picture. Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about today is Ellen's style. Ellen's style has, um, you know, it's it's had the same nature all throughout time, but it's it's evolved just as we have evolved with our styles. Just like there was a list of her haircuts on InStyle, there is a fantastic article on Huffington Post of Ellen's evolving style starting from 1988 and going all the way up till present day. And it is fantastic. There are some really cool old ones where she's wearing just these giant suits. Like she looks like she's in a Talking Heads video, giant suits. And then all the way through to when she's hosting the Oscars and when she wore that um, cool maroon uh, velour suit. That was kind of neat. Is it velour or velvet? Which one's fancier? I think velvet. Pretty cool stuff. According to DapperQ.com, which is a website for um, masculine leaning or at least masculine style liking ladies, uh, there you can find out what, where Ellen's favorite designers and shops are according to her own Facebook account. So this article has broken down where Ellen likes to go get her stuff. It says that her favorite designers and shops are Fred Siegel, Free City, and APC. And that one is especially for jeans. Um, if you're also looking to get Ellen style, th these are another couple options for you. You could get a designer suit from Dolce & Gabbana or Gucci. I know all of you guys out there love to get designer suits and had definitely have the money for it. I mean, if you're looking for a budget suit too, she also likes to shop at J. Crew and Ralph Lauren, Tommy Hilfiger, and Brooks Brothers. And then, you know, if you're really, I mean, let's let's really bring it down here. If you're on a budget and you're really trying to get that Ellen style, you can always shop at Uniqlo. H&M, Topman, American Eagle, or get Levi's jeans, Abercrombie jeans. 
Uh, she tends to like loafers and oxfords, and they come from Steve Madden and Aldo. Or always, I mean, she's known for wearing Converse a lot. And Keds, too. She wears Keds. And then she also gets a lot of her ties, scarves, and sunglasses from thrift stores, H&M, street vendors. I don't know if she gets them necessarily from all those spots, but if you're looking to copy, you can definitely get them from all those spots. Um, Ellen can rock a tie like nobody's business. I'm looking at these pictures right now. She looks so cool in a tie. I can't wear a long tie like that. I, oh, she looks cool in a belt. It's really the accessories. I think that's really what, what takes this kind of style, um, like a tomboy or style, and knocks it up a couple notches, and that's the accessories, man. You throw in a nice belt and a watch or some cool sunglasses, and you, the world's your oyster, Ellen. But, you know, for as cool as she dresses now, and she gets a, she gets a chance to dress pretty cool every single day in her talk show, did she, she had some real misses, I suppose. She had, there's like a couple, if you look at some of her old stand-up, there's ones where she's wearing, like, just giant suit jackets, like I said, just like the Talking Heads video, and then underneath it, she'll have, like, a crazy graphic tee. And then I mentioned in the last segment, too, she wore bolo ties a lot, and a big fan of the vest. Huge fan of the vest. Still wears a vest, but she rocks it in a different style, a different way now. Um, less flowers on the vests, really. I These pictures are so cute. I'm going to go out and get some of this stuff. Honestly, here's the deal. I worked out in, in an office space off and on for since I've gotten out of college and for a while it was hard because we had strict dress codes at some of the offices I worked at uh, not so much at the startups I worked at but the older offices that I used to work at had strict dress codes for dudes and for ladies and the ladies ones were always definitely a little bit more like well, make sure you wear tights if you're gonna wear a skirt and make sure you wear a skirt and nice shoes and all this stuff and I never could really fit into that style aesthetic. So the boys stuff though was always just more like wear the work shirt that has your name on it and just like have nice pants with a belt. And that's, and that also, I mean, that worked okay. Um, but you know, I want to, I, I like to have a little bit of style when I dress up and it didn't quite fit in with what they were asking for, for the boys either. So I ended up just kind of making my own dress code for myself, and it was just the Ellen dress code, which was if she would wear it on her show, then I felt like it was acceptable for me to wear it to work. So it was usually nicer pants, and then if it was going to be a t-shirt, it was going to be a solid colored t-shirt with some sort of blazer or something on top of it, a scarf, or wear it with a hat. And um, it actually reminds me a lot of the J. Crew dress code, which I just found out about a few years ago. If you are a dude and you work at J. J. Crew, here is what you do. You wear pants, regular pants, um, shorts are fine as long as they're nice and you, and then, um, a shirt and then you have to wear something else. So just some third thing. So if it's a hat that brings the outfit together, if it's a scarf or a vest or a belt or something else to bring it all together, then that is acceptable wear. And I think that that's a good rule. And I think that that's definitely a rule that Ellen, uh, tackles when she goes out for any sort of event, even if it's just to go shopping with Portia. They're cute. All right, let's go to the next segment. Okay, so the next part we're going to talk about is all of the awards that Ellen has hosted. And I know that seems like it maybe doesn't fit with the last two segments, but it's it's where Ellen is hosting that she gets to wear the most amount of outfits and she gets to show off her style the, the, the most. So uh, there's she's hosted almost everything. She's hosted the Emmys multiple times, the Grammys multiple times, and the Oscars multiple, multiple times. Still no on the Tonys. Um, she's not an EGOT when it comes to hosting, but I'm hoping 
Maybe she'll write a musical, or maybe there'll be like a Finding Nemo musical, and that would give her an excuse to go host the Tonys. So let's talk a little bit about the history of Ellen hosting award shows. So the first award show that she got to host was on November 4th, 2001, when she hosted the Emmys. So in 2001, as we've kind of discussed in past episodes too, this is right when Ellen was kind of coming out of her post-coming-out funk. She got to... So this was kind of the... I mean, it was this, along with Here and Now, her stand-up special, and um, then her talk show all kind of coming out together that kind of really helped get her back on and on track. Uh, so she hosted this, and what was crazy is that she hosted this on November 4th, 2001, so it was right after September 11th. And the Emmys had actually been rescheduled two times before November 4th because they were worried that having a big lavish ceremony would seem insensitive. And so they kind of retooled the show to be a little bit more somber and they put Ellen as the host and they just kind of sent out like a more sensitive Emmys for that year and Ellen like knocked it knocked it out of the park. She received several standing ovations for her performance that evening and um, you know she's she killed it. So then in 2005 Ellen came back and she hosted the Emmys again and this time they were held uh, three weeks after Hurricane Katrina. So if you're ever looking for a ringer someone who you can bring in after a national tragedy, Ellen is a good choice for to host your award ceremony after something terrible has happened. Uh, and then she hosted the Grammys way back in 1996 and 1997. So that was kind of like when she was still, she was still sitcom Ellen back when she was hosting the Grammys. And then she came back as talk show Ellen to host the Emmys. So then in February of 2007, Ellen got to host the 79th Academy Awards, and this was the first time that any openly gay or lesbian person had ever hosted the event, so it makes it a big deal. But the cool thing about Ellen is, like, she gets to be, like, she's like the Neil Armstrong of getting to do things as a gay woman. She's always, like, the first one out there, the first one doing it, and she's so popular that it makes it easy to have the the gates open that way. She is, she's amazing. During the awards show, she said, what a wonderful night. Such diversity in the room. In a year where there's been so many negative things said about people's race, religion, and sexual orientation. And I want to put this out there. If there weren't blacks, Jews, and gays, there would be no Oscars. Or anyone named Oscar when you think about that. Which is a super Ellen joke. Um, and people gave her rave reviews for that and so much more about her hosting gig. Um, and, I mean, people were just falling over themselves about it. Regis Philbin even said, like, the only complaint was that there's not enough Ellen! That's, that's my Regis Philbin impression. I don't know if it's as good as my Jeremy Piven, but there's not enough Ellen! Yep. That's, that's what I got for Regis. So not only did she host the Oscars, she got nominated for an Emmy for hosting the Oscars. And uh, so then she got to host them again in 2014. Uh, she's just, she's, she's great. I, I was saying the other day at a party that if all of the hosting jobs could just be done by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, Ellen DeGeneres, and then like Neil Patrick Harris can keep the Tonys. And then I think we've got it all pretty much covered. Seems like there's, that, that sounds fine by me. Except, I mean, you know what I mean? One thing I do want to mention about the 86th Academy Awards, which is the ones that she hosted uh, later on in 2014, is that this these were the Oscars where Ellen did the famous most retweeted image ever. She got a huge selfie with a ton of celebrities on there. I'm sure you have all seen it. I'll make sure to post the picture again just so we can 
live in the nostalgia of it up on the Tumblr. It was a really amazing moment in television because it everybody at the time was still trying to figure out, like, how do you incorporate this new social media aspect into traditional television? And Ellen did it in, like, a less than five minute long segment. So she just got a whole bunch of people together that were famous. It was, like, Bradley Cooper, Jared Leto, Jennifer Lawrence, Channing Tatum, Meryl Streep, Julia Roberts, Kevin Spacey, Brad Pitt, and then... Angelina Jolie, Lupita Nyong'o, and Peter Nyong'o. They all were all in the same picture together. She sent it out, and then within 40 minutes, it had broken the record for the most retweets on Twitter. It had been retweeted over 1.8 million times in the first hour. And so then by the end of the ceremony, it had been retweeted over 2 million times. And less than 24 hours later, it had been retweeted over 2.8 million times. That's huge. She's amazing. Make her, let her host more things. Let her host my birthday party. Or at least just say happy birthday to me, right? I mean, am I right? So we did this segment last episode, and I wanted to bring it back again. Um, it's YouTube comments from random Ellen YouTube videos. I found this amazing Ellen video. It's called Ellen DeGeneres Hairstyles, and it's just a slideshow of haircut pictures of hers set to music. But unfortunately, there were no comments underneath it. I think that that video deserves a lot of amazing comments, but it doesn't have any. So I did find one from an Oh Hair No segment that she does on her talk show, uh, where she just finds silly pictures of haircuts. And these were the comments underneath them. One comes from, uh, work from home, the easy way to work from home. And this was posted three years ago. And uh, work from home just says, I think I'm getting addicted to Ellen Show videos. The next one comes from, I love music, so... And it says, I really have to do my homework. 20 minutes later, still watching videos of Ellen. Dot, dot, dot. Then Mass Bass says, The only way I get out of Ellen videos is when my dad cuts off the internet. It's all caps. And then the last one is from three years ago. And it says, I very easily earn over $4,000 every month just by answering basic surveys at home. This site shows precisely how. And then a, a URL. So... Whether you are going to get grounded for watching Ellen videos instead of doing homework or you're looking to make some money from home, just look in the comments section under Ellen videos and you'll see them. Alright you guys, that's the end of this week's episode. Next week we're going to look into some of Ellen's less than stellar endeavors, uh, some of the shows that she's produced um, and other things. Until then, please rate and review this podcast, Dwellin' on Ellen, on iTunes and subscribe so that you get them as soon as they come out. I will throw up the links on the show's Tumblr, and uh, please follow the show on Twitter at Dwell Not Ellen, and let's talk about her. And uh, until next week, bye.